Hey Fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is the Fate of Ison, Chapter 6, Episode 23. Thank you for downloading, or streaming, or however you're listening to this, and joining in on our adventure. It's great to have you here with us. Don't forget to drop us a review somewhere, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, wherever. Just say what you feel, as long as it's good. You know what? Give us a bad review if... if you know what? No, don't. 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 Bad. Don't. Anyway, let's crack on with the recap, shall we? Last time, Arcus, Marley and Trestlespoon briefed High Priestess Rhea on their upcoming trials, then stocked up on supplies before teleporting to the former site of the Brute Wall in the deep frozen south. There, they found an enormous group of huddled dragon-blooded refugees under immediate threat from a pack of wyverns. They saved the day, giving the cold, exhausted people a small sliver of hope. So I was just like, this this is cool. I'm watching this all happen in real time. This is cool. That's rad. Um, yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, uh, Jules. And hey, Jules. And hey, Josh. Hey. I'm the only non... I need a J name. Hey, Drad. J's. Drad. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Jonathan. I Jonathan? think you should be a Jonathan. Yeah, it's a good DM name. Jonathan is a is a common Kiwi name, I think. Yeah, cheer, bro. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hello to the 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 J J Clan J Crew. J Crew isn't that a thing? I don't know. Uh, I'm giddy because it's been so long since we've played, and I'm excited to be back in front of your faces. And let's hope that we have the good times. So, who remembers what happened last time? Not me. Nah, nothing. I'm a goldfish, head empty. <laughs> Josh is nodding. Does I, that mean, I? yes, I don't know, or yes, I've got something? <laughs> I, I know exactly what's going on, but I'd explain it for uh, for the other two, you know? I, 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 I actually can't remember, because I think the last thing that happened was Josh and I's adventure in a tomb where we met two gods. Yeah, so I was like, that werewolf. What, what happened before that? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so JD doesn't know about that, but we played a little one-shot of Trestlespoon and his gnome friend Demi from before he got reunited with you guys. And they ran off and found a temple in the desert, or fell into a temple in the mm. desert. And they met two gods. Um, face, they met Trator, the god of elements, face to face, and Brune, the god of order, face to face. And they fought a werewolf that just absolutely destroyed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't stand a chance with those terrible roles. Um, but they were—they proved themselves worthy, and they got some swag in the form of a little bit of gold. And Trestlespoon scored a very rare legendary item called a Wand of Shielding. I did, which I've added to your inventory, um, Josh. And basically, it is, for all intents and purposes, a plus two shield. That is just a wand that you—if you have it on your person—you are defended by an invisible shield. So good. So it's like you don't have to be proficient with shields. You don't have to use an arm. It just is there. <laughs> so all I need to do is use a turn to get it up and then I can do whatever else around it. No, as long as you have it in your possession, it's always on. Ooh. Swell. Yeah, I mean, that's a gift from the God of Order right there. I mean, that is 
Swiggity swoot. <laughs> Swiggity swoot, give me the loot. <laughs> I didn't know what I was saying. But that little adventure aside, what the Squadith was last up to is you went to the city of Dantonair to pick up your friends Damien and Hodge. Uh, Damien has learned that he enjoys eating meat, which may or may not become problematic at some point. Mm, it's troubling. Um, yeah, you, you spoke with the Resistance and warned them of what's to come and said that you might need allies to be summoned to you very soon via Damien's one-use spell. And then you zipped off down to the frozen south at the, at the Brute Wall. Where there I just were, found my notes. Yeah, there were about a thousand <laughs> dragon-blooded individuals r- left among the littered snow of several thousand dead. And those thousand survivors were f- very pathetically fending off a big gang of wyverns that you all scared off using various interesting tactics. Um, and yeah, we were in that aftermath of the wyverns had just screeched and taken to the sky and fled. And you're left in the sort of silent, cold landscape with just you, uh, thousands of dead bodies and these thousand um, very tired, very weak survivors. And where are they traveling? Um, they, they're not really traveling anywhere. They don't know the state of the world like they've been behind a magical barrier for like 14,000 years and then that barrier's come down and now they just sort of they just exist in a world that has no place for them and the sort of you could tell that those who have died many you know would have been have been killed like there's blood all over the place and bodies and pieces and shit but also a lot of them might have just died of cold and starvation like this is a wandering group of people in an absolutely desperate situation um, and we know two names to call out. Um, uh, yes. And we were do. told those two names, which are Felda yep. and Deris Torchwood, right? Uh, yeah, Fendel and Deris Torchwood. Fendel. Mm. Yeah, so um, I think given the situation and seeing this huddled group of survivors and stuff in the cold, that's probably what Marley would do to try and find somebody to not be scared of them, maybe, like somebody they can talk to, you know? Okay. The huddled masses are very shocked at your arrival because, you know, they were facing certain death and now they're not. Oh, they still might be. They don't know who you are. Mm. They've, they've faced, like, just absolute horror over the last few days since they, since they reappeared in the world. Or last two weeks, I think, even. Like, this is, this is people on their absolute last legs. And you could be saviors you could be their doom like whatever you are they're just like fuck it, this is just our fate like they're just waiting for you to act waiting for whatever it is you've got in store yeah and i call out fendel uh dearest uh Tor- torchwood torchwood as uh, are you amongst these yeah boy boy and i'm like <laughs> sasha sends her best wishes no she doesn't no <laughs> Molly does not say Sasha sends her best wishes. She just wishes she could. <laughs> um, did Trestlespoon and Arcus do anything? This, 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 this. <laughs> yeah, Trestlespoon gets a, a conch shell from somewhere and blows into it. <laughs> I like it. Make a performance roll. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Boromir, yeah. Yeah, make a performance roll does my, to determine the quality of your conch. Oh, does mate. my piss calling get a roll too? <laughs> Uh, your piss calling summons Shabs the Goblin. <laughs> I got uh, unnatural twenty. Nice, yeah. Aww. You whip out out of 
nowhere. Like, how long have you had this conch shell on you? But it's dope. <laughs> where was and it placed? I've had it for ages. Get it out from? You don't and need you to sound, know where it was. <laughs> and you just sound out. And I, I could insert this in post afterwards if I find a good sound effect <laughs> for it. But a sound of similar vein of like. <laughs> <laughs> And it just echoes for seemingly miles. Malay turns around and she's like, where was that when the juggling happened? <laughs> uh, Trestlespoon looks at Marley and then lifts up his hat and puts the conch shell back <laughs> under his hat. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. It's been there the whole time. <laughs> you kind of scared the wyphons away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fadies, there you go. That's what's under Trestlespoon's hat. <laughs> Boom. Conch shell, this whole time. Three years, baby. <laughs> I like the practice of close-up, like, magic in a magical world. <laughs> like, yeah. you're doing a trick. You don't have to be, but... <laughs> Just need a 50 cent piece sauce behind your ear. No, it's not. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so you summon. Oh, so yeah, Trestle Spoon quiets them down. Arcus is pss, 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 like calling a cat, which is aiding in the summoning. And um, yeah, Marley yells out for Fendel and Dearest Torchwood. And there's murmurs, nervous murmurs among the crowd of recognition of the name. Like clearly they know that those names. Mm. And you get the sense of like a group of people discussing whether or not it's safe to reveal a piece of information. Like they're all being very cagey and some of them like turning their backs to you and, and like whispering and, and things like that. But then pushing out from the group is an elven male and an elven female with sort of a very slight red tinge to their skin mm. Molly kind of you know like leaves Hodge where Hodge is because I'm, I'm very aware Hodge is fairly intimidating and walks forward like she sort of goes good boy like stay here and and walks forward in a very unthreatening like no no hands anywhere near her weapons hands up in the air and says and you're you're wielders right you know the surge is coming yeah, the woman is holding like a wand in a very defensive position and the the male is holding a staff in a very defensive position. Like yeah. they don't trust you yet. Mm, fair. But they, they say, oh, the, the male says, I am Fendel Torchwood. This is my wife, Deris Torchwood. It's lovely to meet you. <laughs> what business do you have with these people and gestures to the, the huddled masses? None, none other than to try and ensure the safety of them, the safety of Aizen. Uh, make a persuasion check, please. Okay. Plus 15. Shit. Oh, fuck. Why bother? 22. <laughs> that <laughs> one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they, they lower their guard a little bit. Not fully, but the, the staff comes down and the yeah. wand sort of, the, the wrist holding the wand relaxes. I'm I'm sorry. I we we barely have any time to do this the way that I should wish this to be done. But the wall has been down for a while. That is in part I know, partially my doing. Uh, and I apologize for that. I understand that you were part of, well, putting it up. So I'm sorry for that. But th events have started because of that. The, the woman steps forward and she says so you know you know of the spell that we created how do you well, know this I don't know how it happened I only know that 
the emperor has tricked me into killing her in, in the form that she took Gillif killed tricked me into killing yeah. her their eyes and, go wide at the, the name Gillif and very obvious recognition like anyone within a mile would be like oh they recognize that name yeah she tricked me and as part of that managed to take down this wall managed to take a dragon form uh, I am I'm very sorry for my part in that so she remained a menace to the world even after we took away her preferred form she became powerful in the world of humans yes they yeah the the, the man and woman look at each other and they look like their shoulders sag in disappointment as if like even our best efforts did nothing if it does help there was a form of peace for many 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 years we have been safe i am probably born because of the actions of you bow chicka bow no (laughs) (laughs) what actions pardon pardon the the question but how long exactly has the world been without our kind uh thousands of years they nod like almost as if like processing how much truth there is in that and like the weight of the information like thousands what does thousands mean yeah um like is that how much we thought had passed and things like that and then they say that the blood the only thing that could have brought it down would was our blood I I don't understand our daughter I don't understand that part maybe she was able to obtain them from some your daughter (laughs) yes we before we cast the spell before we created the barrier we sent our daughter away to a different world at a different time as a means to protect her and then they look at each other and they almost giddy like she's that's the only explanation she she must she must have been returned to the world she must be here and then they say to you marley and also to your companions wherever they are like where where are you in this are you nearby are you uh circling the group are you like what are you doing arcus has no idea what's happening and definitely wanted to charge people and use a batman voice but on hearing how important conversation sounded he's just suspended and they're just suspended and <laughs> what's what is what is happening hello <laughs> what's going on <laughs> please it, it, tell us do you know of a a, a girl or, or a woman named sasha torchwood is the name familiar to you at all Mm-mm. That's our that's our daughter. We, we we've we've never seen her since she was, but a newborn babe. Sounds like you're bad parents. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> we haven't seen her since she was a baby. Where is she? I feel like you should know that. And if you don't, then that's on you. <laughs> Molly, instead of if Arcus says that, Molly kind of looks like with an eyebrow at Arcus, but also doesn't disagree. I mean, technically, Mark, Molly's got, like, uh, issues around being family left as a child, so... <laughs> you're, if you, you're gonna give your child abandonment issues, and then she'll end up like Molly, and what... <laughs> how are you gonna feel then? <laughs> you arrived 
hear and gesturing to like the vast nothingness surrounding this is but how what do you have a, a means of transporting our people to what, oh what remains of our people to to safety to not, refuge somewhere anywhere not quickly we can't survive like this well it, it would kill me to do it i i can only transport a certain amount of people it costs my health to do so my life we can't leave these people here i wouldn't ask you to do this if it wasn't important do you do you know of the surge was that within your own time within your own knowledge so yes we fendel and i we received the surge ourselves just the two of us and it was the the collective power of that plus our own sorcery that was able to build the barrier in the first place. Well, I hate to break this to you, but for the last three years, the surge has been any day now, and... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's only been 30-something days. <laughs> um, no, the surge really is any day now, and, well, I, I suppose you also know of the gods of Aizen, Krova, the god of power... Yeah, uh, Krover, not a fan of the surge being received and is trying everything to stop it. He well, would... if it's going to be received in a few days, surely, well, Darius and I must be there. We must attend. Tress, um, Josh, yeah. Trestle, who are you? Trestle, hey. Josh. Yeah. Josh will spoon. Yeah. Make a, can you make a perception roll for me, please? Sure. My plan was to be playing my conch shell like a harmonica to uh, try to cheer up the, you know, the people who've lost all their loved ones. <laughs> okay. And, and like walking around the perimeter of the group and doing that or walking amongst them? Like, where, how are you doing this? Uh, walking amongst them, you know, like Jesus would. Okay. In that case, I won't get you to roll a perception check. No. Um, Arcus, are you outside the group? Yeah, I think I, I no. I mean, I think I think I'm on the on the outskirts. I think I chime in. I'm also like I'm like uh, Grover. Also sounds like Grover. So you might just know someone called Grover, and that's why it sounds familiar to you. Ah, yes, we did enjoy watching Sesame Street. When we were... <laughs> he's he's from the Muppets. You're right. <laughs> Is he? Um, okay, so Arcus, yes. if you're on the yeah, if you're on the outskirts, then you roll a perception check, please. Okay. I'm going to check my perception. This is my perception check song. I thought it would be less distracting to sing it than it currently is being for me. Um, okay. It's plus three. So it's 11. <laughs> That's fine. You don't see a thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a thing that you don't so see. So much to go through <laughs> for nothing to happen. Just like absolutely nothing. Okay. Trestlespoon wouldn't notice anything going on while he's wandering amongst the uh, survivors. No, so because you, you're just sort of in a sea of knees and waists. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm like a toddler at a supermarket. <laughs> just blowing your conch harmonica. <laughs> yeah. Harmoniconch? As toddlers are known to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the the Torchwood couple, the red-skinned elves, are nervously and anxiously, clearly, obviously stuck between, like, we can't abandon 
these people. These are our people. These are what's left of our people. But at the same time, we're wielders. We have to go to the surge. And like Marley, up close, you can see the struggle of like they they're having like a quick, rapid discussion with themselves. They're looking back at the people. They're looking at you, almost like parents arguing in front of the kid, like then trying not to give too much away. Um, what would you be doing in that? Like, would you just leave them to it, or would you try and intervene, or would you wait? I I, I would wait for a, a certain amount of time, like because they need to talk it out right like they do but i would after a while i would say i i can get you there and i promise if i'm alive i will get you back okay molly can you roll a d4 for me please okay it's a one okay so a an arrow flies past your shoulder and just misses deris like it shoots right past her head and like shifts her hair with how close it went and then you immediately hear this booming voice um yell out across the the snow and so like all of you will hear this as well fendel torchwood deris torchwood reveal yourselves to me and i shall spare the rest of these cattle um i think Hodge is growling because Marley nearly got hit by an arrow, <laughs> um, but is waiting. And M- Marley would want to say, do you know them? And she's already bringing up her arms and swinging around her saxophone. Like, in the midst of that, she's like, do you know them? What does the group think? Would Arcus and Josh turn to that, like, to where you think that's coming from, or would that be lost in the cacophony of the harmoniconch and the group? Well, where's this arrow? Is this arrow's flown by? Has it gone into the group? Yeah, it's gone into the group. Why not? Has it killed <laughs> someone in the group? Notice. Nah, it hasn't. I'll say it hasn't killed anyone. These people have suffered enough. <laughs> I think that's fair. Our trestle spoon hears the whistle of wind of the arrow going by and assumes adventure and uh, starts rushing back to uh to Mali. how how many beings are there in the group again a thousand. Oh yeah that's a lot yeah that's lucky then that no one got hit really like statistically lucky. improbable they must i didn't say no one got hit no, no one got killed <laughs> right okay okay so someone didn't get hit yeah one um <laughs> one kobold is yelling out like ah my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> right, Arcus like weighs up whether or not it's worth healing, and it's like, uh, does fine. anyone turn in the direction that came from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Because honestly, Molly would have been heading in that direction, but also doing a lot of things like bringing around her saxophone, putting one hand on their shoulder to try and bring them down. Like you know, automatic reaction is when somebody attacks, you get down right so she's trying to do all of that yeah these are some vips get down on the floor yeah. let the cops handle it mm. yeah let the like, swat team do their thing mm. haven't had enough confrontation <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah but but as she's doing all of that she's just you know do you know them like because she's like going to try and see what's out there Where and try she? and like like where's the girl <laughs> tell me what you know where <laughs> is she where is she yeah well because she's you, just She's just figured out these two are wielders, super freaking important to her. They probably are going to go save Aizen. She needs to protect them. You know, like that's, you know, so before she tries to 
kill whoever tried to kill them in response, just making sure she's not being hasty. Like, <laughs> you know, like, do you know them? <laughs> Before I fucking song of doom their ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and you, so everyone who looks in the direction of where that came from, so you'll see on the just infinite white snowy landscape, very confidently walking towards you on an open field is a, uh, what looks to be like a humanoid with golden glowing skin and hair, like long golden hair. You always know it's dangerous when it looks to be humanoid. <laughs> well, it's, it's, or, I mean, at a distance, it's a humanoid shape. Yeah. Um, with, bla- like, jet black plate armor, uh, including a helmet, and huge black angel wings. Yeah, oh, god damn it. Wow. And just at a distance of, like, 500 feet, is just confidently walking towards you. How tall is this thing? Um, six-ish feet. Hmm. So like regular humanish, humanoid, human kind of size. Do you, okay. know, do, you, do you know what's just occurring to me? There's probably some creatures that got locked behind that force field that know that, that Fendel and Darius Torchwood did that. Might have problems with that. Mm. Frick. Frickity frick frick. Yeah. So this creature is just gradually, confidently walking towards you with a longbow drawn. What do you do? Roll to attack. No, that's crazy. <laughs> Give it a minute first. Uh, it's getting closer. Before any of that happens, uh, Trestlespoon has run back to Marley. He's got his uh, conch shell in hand and he starts playing a soothing little conch tune to conch everyone down. <laughs> Trestlespoon is now the bard for the group. Uh, <laughs> Make a performance roll, please, Josh. <laughs> oh dear, that is a eleven. Ah. Uh, no, it's not calming people. It's not working. Everyone oh, has everyone has dropped to the snow to at least you know make themselves smaller targets, and they're all hud- uh, huddled and whispering and clearly very very nervous. I grab hold of Darius Torchwood and I like grab hold of them, touch them, and I cast Heroism, which gives them five temporary HP, but it also gives them bravery. And I like look them dead in the face and I'm like, tell me what I need to know right now, quickly. That, that was on Darius, the, the woman? Yeah. Okay. She she says, I, I don't know what that is. That's not from behind the barrier Molly's like shit okay stay behind I need you alive do you understand if it's dangerous run for the wolf the wolf knows what to do okay okay uh, Fendel and I we're, we're extremely powerful sorcerers but as you can tell we're a, we will not be a, we're, we're in no state to help you with this I'm, I'm terribly sorry and, also, and, we and don't I just I, I look at her and I say save Eisen if nothing else mm-hmm. save Eisen and I stand up and I'm like I'm Fendel Torchwood <laughs> okay what's your AC <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, and I, I would like it to be known that oh, no. am I wearing my shield? Uh, I definitely do this with my shield. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, I cool. Um, 
Okay, so, but I'm assuming a 22 still hits you? Yeah, because it's 19 with my shield. Okay. So, but wait for it. It's not just one. <sighs> Here we go, a guys. Si- a 16? No, 19. Okay, so out of three shots, one hits. Arcus, save my ass. <laughs> as, yeah, three arrows just sail in your direction from a longbow at a very long distance and one of them hits you uh, for eight piercing and 13 poison okay so lots yikes and and it hurts (laughs) ow yikes and make a con save for me please come on roll high buddy that's not high that's a fucking eight that's not high okay you are poisoned. Cool. Mm. Duh, what does anyone else do? You have identified yourself as Dearest Torchwood, and you are now a target. <laughs> She's stupidly brave. She is everything I wish I was. <laughs> yeah, Trestle Spoon's uh, jaw has hit the floor from Marley announcing that. And, um, man, what would Trestle Spoon do? The creature is still just confidently walking closer as well. Yeah completely unfazed Trestle Spoon starts running at the uh, creature with his hand crossbow drawn okay we won't roll initiative yet because you're still at quite a distance but let's say you just move you know your double your speed closer Mm -hmm. and we're closing it what does Arcus Mm -hmm. do I think it would be good to just like start off summoning a celestial (laughs) like that's a powerful move that I want to do and um, yeah. I'm going to go for the Coatl again. It's basically the only good one <laughs> that I can okay. get. Do you, do you have the Coatl stats? Yes, I've just brought them up. Okay, cool. And yeah, let's not forget this time that that's a concentration spell. Yes. Um, okay, so you cast that. And so this will be new for Trestle Spoon. Um, so you've you've like charged in so you don't see mm. this because it's behind you trestle spoon but um uh, arcus has summoned from a celestial plane a like a serpentine dragon like flying creature called a coatl good good grief <laughs> that cool it's not huge it's only like just probably a little bit bigger than a horse it's probably at, yeah smaller than hodge okay but a, a big dragony lizard thing slightly smaller than a horse Yep. A celestial being. A celestial horse lizard. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. And and the creature <sighs> that is walking towards you with the golden skin and black armor and huge black angel wings. It's um, so Trestle Spoon, you'll notice it just very casually puts the bow away as it watches you get mm. closer and it pulls mm-hmm. out a long sword off its back. Okay. And it holds it in an I'm very good at using this thing pose. Uh-huh. As it keeps walking. Um Is it my turn? Uh we can roll initiative. Okay. Everyone's sort of in position to start doing what they're gonna do. Um, except for Marley, who's just all she's done is get hurt. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um my initiative is five. Wait, 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 wait. 23. Oof, nice. Ooh. I got 18. Oh, do I have to do initiative for the collateral as well? Uh, yes. 
17. Okay, so the first to act is Marley. As it is still just casually strolling towards Trestlespoon with its longsword drawn, it bellows out across the snow. I am Ezekiel, one of the three generals of Krova. Krova is tired of watching you mortals so pathetic and weak squander the gifts he has given you. You cannot stop him, and you will not defeat me. Uh, once per long rest, as a bonus action, I can cast Command as part of my um, College of Glamour stuff as being a bard. Mm-hmm. So I want to try it. There's no harm in trying. <laughs> uh, and so I yell out, like, and Molly's leveled a few times since that, you know, like I'm sort of grown into her own sort of elfish fey power um, slowly over this 30 days um, and slash three years. And so her face kind of flickers. It's probably not something Trestlespoon has ever seen her do before. All of a sudden she gets kind mm. of a, a fairly unearthly looking glamour about her. There's way less human to her suddenly and way way more elf and she calls out with surety in her voice and like a ringing fey power with just flee as she like tries probably fails but tries to command this creature to turn and go what is the range of that is it just that as long as it can hear you to a creature you can see within oh within range so she has to get closer so she'd have to get closer what is the range 60 foot okay yeah no it's way outside of that mm. okay like how much uh i'm gonna say with all the extra walking it's been doing this whole time about 200 feet okay okay and about 80 feet from Trestlespoon because he ran ahead <laughs> yep. yep okay all right she's gonna save that she's gonna run So she's got her bonus action left if she does that. For now, I will just bardic inspire Tress as I run near him. Trestlespoon suddenly feels inspired (laughs) to write a play. Um, You can not not that kind of inspiration, (laughs) Tress. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Thank you very much. And then I'll do that other thing I said on my next turn when he gets closer to me. Okay, it is Arcus. I would like to cast Insect Plague. Okay. To fill the... the range is 300 feet. Oh, fuck yes. Um, and then it's 20 foot range that it, it gets done in. So I can yep. reach there and then do it in a 20 foot range around it. I want I want the thing to be in the middle that we're fighting. <laughs> um, this is concentration. You can't do this and have your quartal out. Damn. Just in case any rules lawyers were listening, I'm paying attention this Uh, time. Damn, you're right. Okay. (laughs) Rules lawyers don't listen to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I won't. You're probably still better flying closer to us in case anything happens, right? Then I jump up onto the Kawaru and we fly uh, 90 feet towards the creature person. Is that the Kawaru's full full turn because the quadrill acts next anyway yes so you get 90 feet closer so the quadrill speed is 45 30 it's speed it's just speed 30 
fly 90. Oh, fly 90. Okay, yep. So I'd say it can just fly 90. So you get to... You fly past Marley. Nice. (laughs) And now it, or Ezekiel, as it has identified itself, is... is, Oh, I was going to say is inside an insect plague, but no, it's not. Well, could I... Can I do Mm -hmm. a bonus action then? Because I haven't... Arcus oh, yep. doesn't do anything other than jump up on a coatle. Yep. Um, in which case, I'll call my spiritual weapon. Is that concentration? No. Great. <laughs> Wait. And what's the rain firing range on? Sixty feet. But I'm just okay. summoning it, right? Oh yeah, you've just got it. Yeah. Just whipped it out. And it will be a whip. <laughs> this time. Um, okay, sweet. So uh, this Ezekiel is going to just spend its turn to... Confidently walk, confidently walk, confidently walk. That's <laughs> just going to walk 30 feet closer with its um, yes. sword still drawn. So it has closed the distance to 50 feet from Trestlespoon, and now it is Trestlespoon's turn. Trestlespoon's turn. Uh, Trestlespoon is freaking out. He's thinking this was a bit of a mistake. Uh, he's charging towards this creature with his footsteps hitting the snow. Um, and I think I will use investigation to see if I can find or like view maybe a weak spot on this thing. I'm thinking maybe if I get the... Um, uh, an arrow into like the joint of one of its wings, then it won't be able to fly and maybe move so quickly. Ooh, I like that. If you okay, you can roll. Um, I would say insight, not investigation. Insight. Um, okay. And if you roll high, I will. So uh, let's say if you roll a sixteen or higher, we'll give you advantage uh-huh. on um, your next attack against it. Okay. Interesting use of a turn. I like it. Ah. Uh. 15. <laughs> Ruthless. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Bardic inspiration. Oh, what does that give me? Put a D8 to roll on top of it. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 7. 21. Okay. Suck it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was yelling right. and I realized I was on mute. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> <laughs> You're yelling at Trestlespoon. You're inspired. You feel inspired. Um, are you walking while studying it or studying it at a distance and stopping? Oh, man. Good question. I will pause. Okay. I will pause in my run. Okay. So you, and, you, um, you take s- a second. Stay 50 feet away from it. And yeah, you just center yourself and you study it as it approaches. Um, and you look at its black plate armor that it's got all over its body mm-hmm. um, but you identify that there is sort of um, an open space at the sternum and also where the wings meet the body as well okay and you will use that to your advantage the first time you make an attack awesome thank you and we're back around to Mali who is 140 feet away from it oh no not anymore because it got closer you are 100 and 10 feet away from it yes and i wish to move and do the thing i said i was doing before and okay. move and move which would by all calculations bring me to 50 feet away from it which is the same as tress mm-hmm. and you can just cut and paste the thing i said before <laughs> edit that in brad to cast the spell <laughs> yeah you can't because you used your action to dash 
It's a bonus action. Wow. Okay. So it was the command was flee, was it? Flee. A wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. Okay. It's got a plus seven to that. Let's see. It was worth a go. 15 plus 7, 22. Yeah, it's fine. It's not that high anyway. Yes! I need to put command on my sheet. So yeah, you just, you got 60 feet closer and then you bellowed flee. flee and it just echoes across the snow and all it does is it just tilts its head at you. Like, really? <laughs> totally worth a go. Could have rolled crap and it could have worked. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's Arcus's turn. Let's do a Guiding Bolt. 21. 21. Nice. Okay, that's that's a hit. Amazing. <laughs> nice. Nice. So then I do so that, it. So that's the first attack against it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And that's 8d6. Okay. Shit, 8d6, really? Oh, you rolled it at a higher level. Uh, yeah, I'm at 5th level. Are just... you casting it at fifth level? Yeah. Nice. Eight d six. Fuck a duck. Yeah, eight d six is what it says on here. <laughs> Let me just of, of, yeah, eight d six radiant damage. Well, if I can't do insect plague, <laughs> I'm like, oh cool, we're sending radiant damage at a celestial being. Can't see this going wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, I rolled a twelve. Total out of eight d six. Yeah. You're joking. <laughs> no. That is unfathomably bad. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Wow. I got so, kind yeah, of you... <laughs> I got frustrated with it and clicked it like, you know, a few times after. Not, you know, I told you the one I got, but the ones after it were all like ten and eleven, so it was just meant to be bad. <laughs> yeah. So you hit it with this bolt of radiant light that sort of clashes with its armor and bursts you know like um a, like a blinding flash all across its body almost like a splash oh wait no i used the dice roller wrong i oh, made good. the modifier minus eight <laughs> i missed what are you up. doing i don't, I, don't know. I have the scout killer whenever i have to do things with numbers i'm stupid Okay, here I we can, go. I was gonna say I can click okay. the button for you because I, I got, click. I got thirty three. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I caught that, but <laughs> thirteen or thirty three. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, yeah. So you're riding on the back of this coatl at a range of eighty feet from the from this Ezekiel, and yeah, this you you splash it with this bolt of radiant light. Nice. And it sort of staggers a little bit in its walk, and its whole body glows faintly, giving the next attack against it advantage. Nice. As per the spell's guidelines. Which is the Kawato, right? Which is the Kawato, yeah. Mm. I want the Kawato. Uh, mm. It's still 80 feet away. Damn. Kawato could fly 90, though, can't it? Oh, yeah. Can, oh, can I fly and bite it? Yeah, well, I mean, the fly is just the way it moves. So Yes, yes. I fly the coatl flies and bites it wickety woo roll it up okay let's let's roll this d20 let me do this correctly this time here we go i mean i did the 20 before okay so 18 to hit 18 to hit it, it that is a hit but let me just quickly check something oh roll again because it's got advantage okay 
Uh, it's one less. <laughs> okay, so 18. Yeah. Um, yeah, 18's a hit. So your coatl soars in at breakneck speed for 90 feet and goes to bite. Great. So how does Trestlespoon react to this serpentine snake-like dragon just zipping past him with Rakus <laughs> on the back? I mean, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be absolutely dumbfounded. First, Trestlespoon is in shock because he thinks this thing's come to eat him like in his nightmare uh, but then he realises that it's going for um, not him um, and then he will take this moment how far away am I This the is hap- the, the attack happens 50 feet in front of your eyes okay so can I ha- how far can I run in a turn um, if you use your whole turn you can go twice your speed okay otherwise you can just go your speed well, well, if you want to also do other stuff. So the Kawato is biting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, seven. Okay, so but, it's a total of seven damage. But the important thing about the bite is that you you have to do a constitution saving throw. Will be poisoned. Okay. Oh, it's going to get poisoned. Um, okay, I will tell you right now, it is immune to poison. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, we know it now, kids. We know it. Oh, actually, no, you don't. <laughs> well, you you don't know that. Well, <laughs> he's not immediately <laughs> reacting like he's been poisoned yeah. by the bite. It just gets bitten by a like a, a long skinny Poisonous dragon and just looks annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is now its turn. And so what it's going to do is immediately react by uh, attacking the Kuatl twice with its sword and Arcus once with its sword damn so it's going to attack the Quattle f- twice first that is a oh that's not good I mean it is for you um that is a plus oh it's still a 16 and a 17 those don't hit the Quattle nice okay and the last slash is you on the Quattle's back as you spin past and that is a 19 that does hit me just nice so it just missed the quadal twice and then just the third strike gets you it doesn't do that much damage but it is a two-handed strike of 11 slashing and 13 poison oh i'm resistant to poison okay so you only take half the poison so 11 slashing and then six poison so total 17 and then you'll need to make two con saves. The first one is whether or not you are poisoned. Right. 14. Oh, actually, no, sorry, that doesn't apply to its sword. Never mind. You you just take poison damage, but you don't have it ongoing. Never mind. Um, but that con save that you rolled, 14, mm. um, is for your concentration to retain the coatl. And that is enough. That is sufficient. You maintain concentration on the quartal nice and now trestle yeah 50 feet in front of trestle spoon's face that just happened <laughs> yeah that was hacking nuts eh? hacking uh hacking hacking no swearing um oh geez so 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 while this thing is a- attacking the other thing so it does it become more vulnerable do i have more of an advantage um i mean you already have one advantage to spend because of the time you spent studying its anatomy. Yeah. 
okay, like cool. a perv. Yeah. <laughs> what a trestle spoon. Um, <laughs> Got him. So my walking speed is 25 feet, so the 25 feet will get me within the 30, 30 feet range of the crossbow. So I will use my crossbow and aim at the joint between its wing and the rest of its body. Okay. 10. Plus 8. 18. Uh, 18 is a hit. Yeah. Okay. 3 plus 3. 6. 6 damage. <laughs> Hooray! Snake, snake attack! Snake attack! Oh, yeah. It is it is currently... You had advantage on it, on that oh, roll. Yeah. So you get to add roll your sneak attack damage as well. Okay, so this is 7d6, so I roll this 6 7 times, correct? Yep. Or, just correct. Pre- or just press that button there for 7d6. Uh, I've got no time for buttons. Just rubbing it in that I can't One. push the buttons. <laughs> 19. Nice. That's, Plus the uh, 6 is 25. Yep. Cool, so that it will take it down to... Take me down! That's good. That's a good shot. Yeah, good thing you had that advantage on it. Um, yeah, and you just bury a crossbow bolt right in the base of where its wing meets its back. and It's, it, it's meat, yeah. And it just, this burst of red blood sort of spouts out from the back of it and hits the Ooh. snow and starts to like sizzle in the snow. Nice. Does it do anything in reaction? It's, I mean, it was in the midst of attacking Arcus and the Coatl at the time, mm-hmm. but all it does is over its shoulder, it just turns its head towards you as in like oh you shouldn't have done that (laughs) it doesn't say a word it just looks at you like fuck you buddy (laughs) I can tell by the kind of stare it gives me (laughs) yep and then uh, we're back around to Marley who is um, the only one uh, still at 50 feet Mm -hmm. and she's still running she has pulled out her hand crossbow at this point and is running with that kind of out but firstly she wants to try another thing she's like i think molly's like prodding this thing for weaknesses it's like okay it did all right against that kind of spell what happens if i do this kind of spell you know like that's kind of what she's thinking throwing all sorts of things at it um and she's gonna throw that roll of them psychic glance at him okay at um fourth level so essentially needs to do a intelligence saving throw this one is oh okay um and so what movement do you do in conjunction with that well actually you can just utter the creature's name if it is known to you so she just goes ezekiel like as she's running nice that's a great time for it to roll a nat 20 by the way oh fuck you Ah yeah, boy. <laughs> so you whisper Ezekiel, and it doesn't even bother to look at you. It's still looking at Trestle Spoon, who just heard it. You're nothing to it. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're having a bad run here, Marley. Well, I can't help his rolls, unfortunately, and it's an 18 <laughs> save too. Like, Oof. you know, like I'm just trying all of my tricks, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, she's still got a bonus action. So I think she's going to again, she's going to just try to cast command again because as part of the mantle of majesty, it went, once I've done it for a minute, I can keep casting it as a bonus action, like so she that, can keep trying. That is so OP. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's part of like 
what the College of Glamour gives me. Like, it doesn't give me a lot, but that is one of the coolest things, so. Uh, the wisdom save, 11 plus seven is 18. Yeah, I again, I try it again, like, cause for a minute I can keep doing it. So I figure she's just gonna keep trying. Like, You're like Ezekiel, anything. nothing, flee, nothing. <laughs> yeah, she's just, she's just like, God damn it, I'm a better bard than this. Get your shit together, Molly. Like, come on, Molly. It's like, I've been poisoned. It's not listening to me. <laughs> Do you know um, who I am? <laughs> you should know uh, who I am. I'm Molly. Oh, no, you're not Marley Craft. You're pretending to be Dearest Torchwood. I know. Yeah. That's why maybe, it's not working. Maybe that, yeah, that's why you're God damn it. Yeah, you're not being yourself. Imposter um, syndrome. <laughs> Whoa, Crover really wants those wielders dead. Sending one of his three generals to take them out... I hope the other wielders aren't in that much danger. If anybody is keen to try their hand at some fan art, I would definitely love to see Ezekiel with his golden skin, black armor, and black angel wings. Dope. Seriously, seriously dope. This show is made possible by the love and support that we get from our donors over on Patreon. Those amazing people are... Alex Webb Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino, Aaron Cucci, Laura Christine Goodman and Jays, Blasters, Archer Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Zerger, Rod Rafamata, Sam Malcolm, Cardron Faris, Lauren Flake, Kai Deal, Abraham Kavalsa, Kevin Swift from the Dice Cop, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nickers from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squish, Alexandra Litkites, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman from the Grad of a Podcast, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shemaski, Damon Leon Breton, Andrew M, Alexander Waffles Williams, Jared from the Indie Film Review, Jamie Phillips, and Ezekiel Darabarelli. Ah, <sighs> thank you all so much for joining the Resistance and giving us the support that we need to make this whole thing happen. If anybody else wants their name to get added to that list and to also get some other sweet perks thrown in, check out patreon.com slash fateofison to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. Or as I said at the beginning, you could give us a review somewhere. That would really help us grow or just make our day. Alrighty, thanks for listening everyone. We will see you next time for Chapter 6, Episode 24 to find out how this battle goes. Hello there. My name is Tim. I'm the host and DM of a podcast called Knights and Nerds, a 5th edition actual play podcast. You're probably wondering why you're listening to me and not to DM Brad right now. DM Brad and the Fate of Eisen crew have graciously allowed me to talk to you for a moment about Knights and Nerds. Not only are we a 5th edition actual play podcast, but we have special campaign planning episodes where I talk to you about what I'm planning for the party, all the various twists I have in store, and also how the player's choices are affecting the outcome of the campaign. If you've been thinking, I'm really enjoying Fate of Eisen podcast, but I'd like one that's not as good, why not check out Knights and Nerds? You can find us wherever you find podcasts, that is to say, on the internet, and we're also at knightsandnerds.com. I now relinquish my control of this podcast and deliver you back into the capable hands of DM Brad and the Fate of Eisen crew. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.